Good evening. Uh, thank you, Brother Wade and Brother Chris. Thank you so much. And to all of you, thanks for allowing me to come by and extend a word of welcome. It is great to be among friends. You know, when you're raised in a small town like Lebanon, you knew where you're supposed to be on Wednesday night. Uh, and, and by the way, if I do not recognize, now she doesn't want me to say this, but my sister's called me 10 times and said there's supposed to be somebody named Kathy Ter uh, Terrell or Terrell in here. I've embarrassed her. She didn't show up. Uh, they sent her down here and she didn't show. But where, 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 where? Oh, great. Is that, did I do it right? That's good enough. Welcome. Now you tell, you tell Sister Davis I, I did not forget. But you know where you're supposed to be on Wednesday night, so I feel right at home uh, here. But my job is to give you a word of welcome. Uh, Brother Wade, you didn't tell me you were going to have a meal. He told me to come after the meal. I don't know what that means now. <laughs> I came after the meal. But it is so great to, to be here. The kind of days that I have, uh, Ron got a little bit carried away. Uh, he said that everywhere I go, people are glad to see me, and I'm always welcome. Uh, apparently, you haven't seen me at the city council when they were throwing things at me. And, there are a few places where I'm not welcome. Uh, but again, I, I can make up for all of that by being here uh, this evening. Again, I want to welcome you all to Memphis, Tennessee, and it is so rewarding uh, to see the church really taking a leadership role uh, in this. For those of us who, uh, in my age, the many decades, uh, I've seen our church come a long, long way. Uh, in those days, and when I was brought up, quite frankly, your mission was confined within the four walls there, and that was pretty much it. And it is just so good to see the revolution, no less, uh, that has occurred because of leaders like Brother Alfred. Give him a round of applause, and his all that just could have done that. Uh, I was traveling late last night, and after everybody on the plane had gone to sleep and I'd read all the newspapers I could read and I carry these little books that I keep in my briefcase so uh, uh, I, I pulled one of them out and started reading it and uh, just the name of it was running with uh, with the giants and of course the story of Noah is told and the reason I mentioned Noah is that I know many of you are probably sitting there and when someone called and said you needed to get involved uh, in this ministry you probably said Ooh, me? What? What? I, I don't have that kind of degree. I've never been inside a prison. I've never been inside a jail. Uh, with the grace of God, none of my children, got, what can I do? And the whole lesson of Noah was that never underestimate the power of one person, the power of one person in some way. There's so much you uh, can do. And the next giant was in the little book I finished last night, was the story of Joseph, who, as you know, was uh, imprisoned. Uh, and you never know what potential, look at the potential, uh, that uh, who was once in jail, but look what he became. And the same holds true with the souls and individuals you seek to rescue here. And the reason I wanted to personalize it is that so many times at a conference like this, we get carried away uh, over folks who get up and they say 5,000 folks are released from prison each year in Tennessee and X percent do this and and you're sitting, you're trying to write down all those numbers and before you just get carried away. I always say, if you ever look at the first four letters in the word numbers, what does it spell? 
none. When we keep focusing on these numbers, we tend to numb ourselves to the reality that we're talking about real flesh and blood, real people. You may not be able to impact 5,000, 10,000. So forget about all those big numbers. Just take one at a time, one at a time, not the numbers. Don't be numbed by the numbers. You'll find yourself just uplifted by just being able to reach one. Then it's two, then it's three, and then it spreads from them. This is the ministry that we need. I spent 20-something years as a public defender, and I've defended everything from airplane hijackers to murderers, you name it. And I had a, a, a practice. I was late for church quite often, but I found that even behind those steel walls that somehow, and there was a church next to 201 Poplar still there, a number of churches there, and the bells would ring. And deep down inside them, they knew they weren't going anywhere, but they knew that somehow there was another person deep down inside. Uh, I live by the motto that deep down inside every one of us, there is a better person just waiting to be born. No matter what they've been through, there's still a better person. And I felt that if I could get in there on Sunday morning, because they knew they had been exposed by grandma or somebody, maybe just for a little while. Uh, that was the time that I could listen to them that, that, and, and let them just pour out. You see, it was just me. Nobody could see them crying. Nobody could see a 40-year-old man crying. Nobody could see a 21-year-old who thought he was 42, or nobody could see a 17-year-old who thought he was 70 crying. And I saw who they really were. And I never will forget one morning when one young man on a Sunday morning, when I told him that he, he probably would never see daylight again uh, because it, he, had, uh, he was too young to be sent to the electric chair, but he was going to get life. And he said, that's wrong. That can't, that can't be. I said, what do you mean that can't be? He said, I was always told that God wasn't finished with me yet. Well, I didn't have a real answer to that because maybe he, he wasn't. But that's, that's who you're ministering to. Let me just wrap it up on this. Uh, I was in a hotel room, I believe it was in Pittsburgh, um, oh, about a year ago. And early one morning, Police Director Armstrong called me because a crime had occurred and I had said on television that somebody knows who did this and that they had a responsibility to get them in. So the mother had called the police director. She said she wanted to talk to me. So this is early in the morning. So I called her and she went on and I, I kept asking her because she was pointing on too heavily and I just was not equipped. And I said, ma'am, let me just ask you, do you have a church? She said, no, I do not. I said, listen, you've gotten beyond my reach. And I referred her to him, and I said, we need someone else who can really talk with you. 
And that's what so many of these young people are facing. They need someone like you to reach them. This is serious what you're doing. Uh, you're going into the recycling business. We do a great job in this town of recycling car tires. We recycle newspapers, motor oil, you name it. We recycle it. We don't throw it away. You're talking about souls. Uh, you're not going to throw souls away. We need it. Government cannot do it all. Uh, you can touch the spirit in a way that we cannot. So it is my prayer. Uh, I beseech you all to continue to spread this, uh, to just multiply your numbers by your example. So again, thanks so much for your ministry. Thanks for what you're doing. And uh, keep on running with the Giants. Take care. See you all now. Yeah.